Major support for Out to Lunch on WWNO provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with more than 375 attorneys and offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com, and from Iberia Bank, offering comprehensive banking services designed to meet the needs of consumer, small business, and commercial clients, serving Louisiana clients for 100 128 years and now serving a regional base with a commitment to developing people and investing in its communities. IberiaBank.com. Additional support comes from Luba Workers Comp and 30 North Investments. From Commander's Palace Restaurant in the Garden District in New Orleans, we're out to lunch with Peter Raschuti. Peter Raschuti is Tulane University's A.B. Freeman School of Business professor and economist. It's business, New Orleans style. Hi, I'm Peter Raschuti. Welcome to Out to Lunch. Around the world, if people know anything about New Orleans, they know us as the home of fun, Mardi Gras, Jazz Fest, Bourbon Street, and the birthplace of jazz. Although sometimes you'd be forgiven for thinking otherwise, even if you live here, New Orleans is a part of the United States. In some nations of the world, people don't have the luxury of knowing the United States by New Orleans' reputation for throwing parties. They know us by our military. What is certainly less known around the world and here at home is that the strength of our military today can also be traced in some way back to New Orleans. I'm talking about strength in the literal sense, human conditioning and physical fitness. ProTac Fitness is a New Orleans veteran-owned business specializing in combat conditioning, post-deployment training, physical fitness, exercise training, and athletic training. ProTac deploys cutting-edge research that is changing wellness programming for members of the military, law enforcement professionals, and athletes. The founder and CEO of ProTac Fitness is Kanan Hurd. Kanan, welcome out to lunch. Hello. Even if you're in peak physical condition, fit enough for combat, there's a chance you're going to push your body too far. That chance is even greater when you're just a regular citizen whose body endures normal wear and tear or the trauma of some kind of physical accident or incident. When that happens, you need physical therapy. And Beth Winkler is a physical therapist and co-owner of Magnolia Physical Therapy, a woman-owned physical therapy practice with four locations in New Orleans. Beth, welcome out to lunch. Thanks for having me. Now, Kanan, uh, being fighting fit is something you know firsthand. You served 10 years as a machine gunner in the United States Marine Corps. You served in Iraq, then you came home, went to school, and based on your field experience, wrote an undergraduate thesis on combat conditioning. I'm already scared. Now you're channeling your combined real-world experience and academic knowledge into a for-profit business, training military and law enforcement personnel. I would have assumed that the U.S. military would have made physical fitness a priority and that it wouldn't be something they outsource. Am I wrong about that? Are your clients current military, or are they people who want to get fit enough to join the military or law enforcement? So we have a wide range of people we train from the military. So <clears throat> we have active duty guys, and then there are opportunities for us to work with uh, units. So I've worked with Combat Logistics Group, uh, out of a, or a combat logistics group out of Camp Pendleton, California. We've done active duty. We also get guys as they transition out using physical fitness and helping these guys sleep better helps them to kind of transition back to the civilian world. So we take a lot of what I learned from working with LSU football and LSU baseball. 
my 10 years of Marine Corps experience, I put those together and that allows me to train the active duty side and guys leaving. Well, now what about, I'm trying to figure out, is there a location they come to you or do you go to them? We go to them. It's easier for the law enforcement departments and the military guys that we go to their unit to train for them, to train them. And one thing you hear sometimes from recruiters is, uh, which is kind of sad, but that a lot of Americans who would like to join the military aren't in good enough shape. Uh, I don't think this was the case, you know, back in the 60s, but is, is it the case now? It is a case. The Army determined back in the late, I guess, early 90s that a lot of America was unhappy. Uh, unhealthy. We have very strong fingers from playing Xbox <laughs> and texting, <laughs> <That's helpful. laughs> but for the rest of us, our cardiovascular and physical fitness and strength um, isn't where it's supposed to be or isn't where it was in the 60s. A lot of people do a lot more sedentary jobs than we did back then. And so you've got to get them up and going. Right. So we do a combination of strength and conditioning training. We increase their overall strength, and then we couple that with endurance and running so that when they get to boot camp, they're ready to go. And you're more than just the physical guy. You're getting a Ph.D. in at Tulane in physiology, is it? Yes, sir. What is that? Physiology. <laughs> <laughs> they never let us out of the business school, so I'm shocked at everything I hear. <laughs> so physiology is how the whole, everything kind of works together. My research works on human performance or focuses on humans per, human performance and Exercise physiology. <clears throat> so it's how does you know your cardiovascular system impact your neuromuscular system? How does nutrient timing and what you eat and when you eat? How does that help you help or uh, improve your performance? So we look at all that stuff. We also look at stress and how much stress you can put on the human body. Now, Beth, clients come to a business expecting a specific result. I would imagine the result for most of your clients that they're looking for is relief from pain. That puts demands on your business that are immediate, serious, and very personal. What is the stress level like for you and your staff in a business mm -hmm. like this? Uh, do you learn coping mechanisms? Is there a high burnout rate? You know, I think the stress level is uh, fairly low when we're dealing with the patients themselves because we have fun in the gym. We make it a really fun environment. People come to, to feel better about themselves. Yep. And uh, the, the not so fun part is all the paperwork. You know, so that's where the stress comes in, I think, because we have all these requirements from Medicare and different insurance companies uh, where the therapists, after they work with the patients, they have to go back to their computer and write out everything that they did with the patient so that we get paid for it. And you um, you end up knowing quite a bit about a patient, I would imagine. First of all, you, oh, yeah. you have time to talk and maybe from those conversations learn a little something about what they need to change. Yeah, yeah. So it, they're coming in anywhere from two to four times a week to see us for two to, you know, one to two months at a time. So we get to know them very, very well. Now, you're great physical therapist. I do have to question your business timing. You, you opened it, you opened your shop two weeks before Katrina. <laughs> yes, there's a, uh, <laughs> there's that, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> what was, were you able to pull, pull that back together, obviously? Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, my friends asked me, well, how did your business fare? I said, well, I don't really know because we didn't really have any to begin with, right? <laughs> so um, it was more of a, we were just so, me and my business partner, Lisa, we were so, just so excited to get back and do whatever we could. You know, um, our, our first message from one of our patients on the answer machine, we were jumping for joy, you know, so it was. <laughs> now you only hit, did you have just the one shop back then? Just the one, yeah. Wow, that's, uh, that's, you know, I was looking at the different things you can do. I mean, you've got the super duper gym and all that. The one I liked was, I don't know what it is, but dry needling, which would yes. apply that you <laughs> gently poke fun at patients. I don't know what it, what is that. 
It is, it is a technique where you use a needle to release a trigger point in a muscle. So it's very effective, um, super fast results. I'm addicted. I get it done once once a week. I to noticed my neck. the crochet needle here. That's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why is it different than acupuncture? It's an acupuncture needle, but it's uh, the philosophy is is different. So we don't work on energy meridians in the body. We uh, actually go to a tight trigger point in a muscle where we find it and poke on it till it till it releases and releases the muscle spinning. Now. You had to learn the business side of this, right? I mean, you yeah. know, your, your training must be in physical therapy. Yes. I, I would hope that's, that's yes, very that's good. Yes, that's it. Uh, <laughs> the, yeah. uh, what, how did you get about that? At first, how did you get started? You needed, needed some money to begin with. And yeah, well, um, my business partner, she left the hotel industry about five years before we, met, before we opened the business. And we just got along so well. And I said, okay, why don't you come under me, be my assistant. Then she went back to, to school for PT assistant, and I kind of, took her under my wing where I was working, and I said, one day we're gonna have our own business together. And I just knew it. So there was kind of the last, the last straw with a, a certain employer. And I said, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna work for anyone anymore. And you go to uh, the website, we will give you that employer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Called her up and said, I'm ready to do it. And um, I just didn't take no for an answer, so she had no choice. Why, and then uh, when you started, I mean, you didn't have a clientele. How did you get it going? So we actually bought the business from my former employer. employer. It just, the stars aligned and <laughs> it, uh, it just happened that way. But we had, we had about 20 patients already. Um, and I had good relationship with physicians around town. And oh, so it's re uh, referrals from doctors. So we get about, now we get about 50% referrals from physicians and 50% come from the community. Word of mouth. and Word uh, of mouth, returning patients. Do you yeah. do, uh, do advertising? We do some advertisement. We do uh, mail sky campaigns. No, yeah, no skywriting sky during <laughs> Jazz Fest. Uh, mail campaigns to physicians and past patients. And also we have a marketing team that goes out to market to physicians and attorneys. And I just thought of something. The same person could end up in both of your camps, right? I mean, uh, That's true. Is, mm -hmm. Yeah, you take them too much to the limit. Right? You send them to me, I pick them up, they send them right back. <laughs> Kanan, I wanted to ask you, first of all, how do you get clients? So we do a lot with talking to training chiefs, head coaches. We focus on guys who want to get to the next level. So we go and talk to, say, athletes, um, high school coaches, and figure out, you know, who wants to try to make it in the NFL or try to make it in college, or who wants to go from college to the NFL. And we really focus on those individuals. Then we work with large organizations through contract. We've had guys reach out to us and say, you know, we have a problem. We're trying to cut healthcare calls. So by using us, we're able to get your guys healthier and more physically fit, which really decreases your healthcare costs. Mm -hmm. uh, for somebody that has type 2 diabetes and hypertension, you're going to cost your employer or whoever pays your health insurance company about seventeen dollars to $18,000 a year. Wow. Uh, and generally speaking, if you have hypertension and you're type 2 diabetic, uh, that's not the only two chronic conditions you have. So you could be costing your employer up to probably twenty, twenty-five thousand dollars on health care insurance alone. Do they get it when you? Because you're you're on out, you're on out of pocket cost uh, on your end. Do they get the the trade off? Yeah. So if we can drop guys down five, ten, fifteen pounds, you can go from being pre-diabetic to nowhere near the diabetic marker. Or if you're diabetic and you're you have uncontrolled diabetes, like you don't monitor your blood sugar, you don't mm -hmm. watch what you eat. Uh, the chance that you go into the emergency room are pretty, or going to the hospital are pretty, pretty high. But we can get you to walk this down the spectrum, and so we get you to lose maybe 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 pounds, and it drastically increase, decreases, um, it increases your healthiness. 
And, and Beth, you get people, uh, I would assume you get a wider uh, variety of ages uh, yes. than Canaan does. Uh, uh, is there a certain age you just fall apart? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's about 40. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping that would be higher. Um, no, no, it really depends. I mean, we do see a lot of elderly um, patients, but um, we do have, you know, the, the mid-30s to mid-40s where you're getting a lot of back issues and neck issues and just... You know, life happens, gravity happens, and, you know, it's just a matter of building them back up so that they can, you know, go back. Go we work can out send them back out to fight. I don't uh -huh. know. Exactly. <laughs> Mrs. Johnson was surprised when we sent her to the front lines <laughs> after right. you. <laughs> Is that really your goal? <laughs> <laughs> now, then we take a little break. This is the time we do the checklist, a part of the show where we ask you a quick question you probably wouldn't find on a loan application. Uh, I'm going to start out with Kanan. Um, let's see. What's the worst decision you've ever made? Trying to change, trying to train high school and college athletes like I used to do in the Marine Corps. Oh, that. Um, they really don't respond well to the <laughs> drill instructor mentality. I'm surprised. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of them are a little coming straight from the infantry. Um, we have a we have our infantry mindset, but applying that to high school athletes, they it takes a while for them to get used to it. And so there's usually kind of um, a break-in phase for these guys. You try to get them to be there on time. You get them to push harder. Um, so it takes a little while. Now, I'm very familiar with what you do because I saw the movie Stripes with Bill Murray. And so <laughs> I've, uh, they, yeah, I can understand how this works. Wow. You know, it's funny you say that because sometimes pro coaches and college coaches say that it's a whole different ball game there, too, you know, in terms of relating to the people and all. Jeez, they, now, Beth... What was the biggest hurdle you faced when you were starting up your business, aside from the fact you picked just before a hurricane? Uh, yeah, the hurricane, <laughs> Katrina, I would say, was a big one. Um, I think, um, you know, adding to that is, you know, we came back and uh, me and my business partner both lost our homes. They flooded in the storm. Uh, and my daughter was almost two. So I think juggling all of that, um, my husband stayed in Virginia with her for a couple months. He got work there. And so it was juggling okay, how are we going to get the business back off the ground? Then going to like some random laundromat in, you know, on the West <laughs> Bank to wash my clothes and then having to like be home at the curfew by six o'clock. The curfew, like meaning the maple leaf after six o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> that was a challenging time, no, but. And, uh, and you were still learning to be a business person at that yeah, point. So. I was. We ever discouraged to the point where you're going to fold up the tent? You know, I think it was quite the opposite. It just, it made the fire bigger. It was like, okay, now I really need to get back and, and start this practice and, uh, you know, make it grow. So I think that was part of the catalyst that, you know, made us go from a one-shop, you know, clinic to, you know, three employees to 35 employees and four clinics. And I hate to ask this because people always ask you this, but is it scalable? Do you hope to have more, more stores or? Yes. You do? Yes, so it, we do. You're not afraid of that? No, no, we're opening up at the Pythion in the um, downtown uh, spring of next year. Wow. So, yeah, we just signed a lease for a 3,500-square-foot facility. That is great. So, yeah, we're excited about that. <laughs> now, Beth Kanan, let's do a round of one quick question. Uh, these are questions that you that have come in during the past week from listeners. I'm going to ask you one each. I'm going to start with Beth. Beth, here's a question mm -hmm. from Lena Samuels. Lena says, I'm sure you don't want to speak negatively about other people's businesses, comma, but if, <laughs> but if there could, if you could issue a public health warning, uh, are there types of yoga or any other new types of workout that you see causing physical damage to people? Well, this could be very controversial because I know that uh, CrossFit is a big 
a big deal. You this know, is, these are the guys that him. throw truck tires and things yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, well, I asked my friend. My uh, One of my friends came in for an injury. And he said, wow, it's, it's super functional, though. And I said, well, show me what they were having you do. And he opens his legs. He's squatting. He's got a kettlebell. And he's flipping it up over his head and coming back down. And I said, well... How is that functional? If I mean, maybe if you're a monkey, you're functional. <laughs> anyway, I mean, I have lots of physical therapy friends that even own CrossFit gyms, which is totally fine. And maybe that's just not my way of working out. Um, but we do see quite a bit of injuries from that. And I think it might have to do with the instructors and people not paying attention to, you know, it gets very competitive. So people want to push through. Oh, yeah. And maybe their core isn't strong enough and they're not doing the exercise properly. So we do see, um, you know, quite a bit of injuries from that. Good to know. I will not. <laughs> <laughs> now, Kanan, uh, this one is for you from someone calling themselves Nola Blue. Uh, Nola says, I know there is a fitness requirement to get into the NOPD, but I see a number of veteran officers who are severely out of shape. Uh, do other police forces across the country make their officers stay in shape, or is this kind of the same problem everywhere? So it's... A problem everywhere. People are starting to realize that their their force has to be in better shape. One from just as a bottom line, because when your guys are caught it costing you, you know, eighteen, nineteen thousand dollars alone in healthcare insurance, uh, you need to start changing the way. You need to change the conversation. And there are other police departments throughout America that have changed the way they've they have changed the conversation about losing weight and getting in better shape. Um, just to de decrease healthcare costs. And what what is the conversation? Do, is it does it move on to we're going to do uh, have an exercise program three days a week? Is that what you kind of hope them to say? There's a few different approaches to it. So some are uh, incentive-based wellness programs, where uh, some departments will give you a full wellness day off, completely paid. Some will pay pay you to decrease uh, your weight or your BMI. Others will pay for you to have a free gym membership. Uh, so it really varies depending on the size of the department and what the department's uh, actual goal is. Let me ask, how, how fit do I need to be to join the military? I know they're not actually seeking 59-year-olds <laughs> at this time, but uh, what, what, what is the level? So for the Marine Corps, they want you to do, I think, a mile and a half and maybe about 12 minutes. You have to okay. be able to do, I think, four complete pull-ups, and then I think you have to do like 45 to 50 crunches um, in two minutes. I'm not I sure I'd get in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was that close. There's. <laughs> you know, I have to ask you this, Beth, though. I, we mentioned from Kane and his motivational techniques, but you must get people that come in pretty discouraged, and you got to get them yeah. up and going. What? I think one of the biggest things is uh, I learned when I was a new grad is you've got these patients coming in or even working in a hospital and they're, you know, they're very um, downtown, I guess, if you will. And I come in with my chipper self and I'm like, <laughs> let's get going with the walker and the gate belt. And they just look at me like I have two heads. Like, who is this crazy 22 year old <laughs> coming in telling me I need to like get up and start walking? And I've been called some pretty nasty things. Really? <laughs> I've never <laughs> seen that part of... Uh... PT. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's in the hospital. Um, you know, when you, you have patients coming to you, it's a little different because they're they're seeking you out. So they have to want to be there to come to you or the hospital. You're, you're going to them. So it's a little different. 
You mentioned the Men's walkers. Hockey. I've I've always been concerned that all of our nation's tennis balls would be used up <laughs> in walkers. That <laughs> you seems think to be they a would problem. come up with a better product than a tennis ball? <laughs> That's my next uh, <laughs> mission. <laughs> Kanan Hurd, Beth Winkler, you're both coming at the human body from opposite ends, as it were. Uh, Kanan, you're getting bodies tuned up to put in harm's way. Beth, you're putting bodies back together after they've been in harm's way. Uh, thanks for meeting halfway uh, here today. Thank you both for joining me on Out to Lunch. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> My guests today on Out to Lunch have been Kanan Hurd, founder and CEO of ProTac Fitness, and Beth Winkler, co-owner of Magnolia Physical Therapy. You can find out more about Beth and Kanan's bodies of work or work on bodies by following the links on our websites, itsneworleans.com and wwno.org. Our show is recorded live over lunch at Commander's Palace in New Orleans. Commander's Palace serves lunch Monday through Friday, jazz brunch on Saturday and Sunday with live music and dinner seven nights a week. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Our researcher is Matthew Ellison. Mitch Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. Mitch's music, including his latest record, Puzzle, is at MitchellForeman.com. You can get the show as a podcast. You can listen to past shows. And you can keep up with us at all kinds of social media by going to our websites, www.no.org and itsneworleans.com. If you want to know what we look like, and these people look like they're in the physical fitness business. You can find photos of this show on our website and Facebook page. These photos were taken today by Allison Moon. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com and WWNO 89.9 FM. I'm Peter Raschuti. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Commander's Palace for more business, New Orleans style on Out to Lunch. Major support for Out to Lunch on WWNO provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with more than 375 attorneys and offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com, and from Iberia Bank, offering comprehensive banking services designed to meet the needs of consumer, small business, and commercial clients, serving Louisiana clients for 100 128 years and now serving a regional base with a commitment to developing people and investing in its communities, iberiabank.com. Additional support comes from Luba Workers Comp and 30 North Investments. Mm -hmm.